I'm Justin Lassick. And I'm Mike Badalino. And you're listening to 70s Big Radio. Once a year, we're your friends on your drive from your 9 to 5. <laughs> what the hell did you do? Are you crazy? Yeah. 2015, huh? Huh? Yeah, it's it's been a while since we've done a podcast. It's like a year or something. Yeah, so, so pretty close, yeah. Someday we're going to do this regularly. Well, we did for like eight weeks, and then you're like, oh, we cut this week. Uncle Mike, sorry. <laughs> I mean... Are you out of your mind? Yes. So uh, eventually, someday we'll do this regularly, but just can't do it right now. <laughs> can't do it. No words on it. What's uh, what's been going What's been going on with you, man? What's been going on with Mike? Yeah. I need to speak to my wife. I think. Okay. Uh, I don't know, man. Things are good. Things are good. Uh, just uh, hanging out. Uh, just training hard. Getting ready for a strongman competition in April, and then we'll do uh, raw nationals again at the end of the year in October. I feel like you're your wife. You're leaving something out. Something out about. I'm a friend of your wife. My wife. Where are you going? Isn't there something this? that, isn't there something we should know about your wife? Oh, I'm not married yet, but I'm gonna get married later this year. Very good. Yes. You're not the one I want. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I mean, I have mine. My wife. And you have your wife. Uh, your potential one, and then Chris got married. So yep. we just got a bunch of my wife. We got a bunch of that going on. Correct. And. uh... <laughs> Brent hopefully will not be forever alone. JPEG. I hope not. Oh, hey, dickhead. So, uh, well, uh, that's that's splendid. So later this year, you will uh, consummate your relationship, Chris. Everybody's getting married except for Brent. And we'll uh, find we'll find Brent a wife. We'll find her. Do you think that we'll have to order him one? Uh, whatever we need to do, we'll, we'll take care of it. Or will it be like one of those blow up doll things? No, that's not Brent style. I feel like Brent could be in a quality relationship. He just thinks that he can't, so it holds him back. Especially with how jacked and lean he is. Oh, he's, yeah. It'd be fun. Do you, anyway, do you... so even though Brent's not going to listen to this, he's like, who gives a shit? That's probably what he'd say. New podcast, who cares? It's because he's washing his clothes on his abs. No, it's because he's watching a bunch of playthroughs of video games on the internet. <laughs> let's, let's not break him down. Let's build him up. He watched me play The Evil Within last week, and... Uh, I'm not going to say that we both screamed at the same time, but, yeah, we both yelled a lot. What's that game? It was scary? like a manly... Yeah, it's pretty scary. It's good, though. It's quality. Is it scarier than Last of Us? <sighs> Significantly, yeah. I yeah. haven't played Last of Us yet. Cause, uh... Well, you you really need to... We need to just stop the podcast now. All right, guys, it's been nice talking with you, but I'll talk to you later. Cause Justin would... needs to go play The Last of Us. Because Allie would have to just sit there and watch me. My wife. You mean Ali? Yeah, Ali would have to... My wife. ...would have to just sit there and watch me. Uh, so we just stick to Diablo instead every now and then. So uh, should we talk about like some lifting stuff? What do you think? What are you doing? Yeah. So, uh, all right. So you guys went to the American Open, uh, you and Brent. We did. And, we did. Uh, so I thought this was interesting because I'm, I'm kind of out of the loop uh, with certain things. Uh, super busy all the time. Uh, I don't even get time to train, really. Uh I'm I'm pleased at the new at hearing this that USAPL and USAW USAW kind of like combined to have an American Open and they put on a dual meet right. It was pretty sweet. It, it was it was really well done. And you competed in the in the powerlifting. Brent did the weightlifting. Uh, so how how was the meet actually run compared to the, some of the ones we've been to? 
Uh, it was run really well. So they had this. Uh, it was was it the Hilton? I think it was the Hilton. Uh, the Washington Hilton or so, something something like that. Anyway, so they had powerlifting on one side and then weightlifting right next door. So actually, when I was warming up uh, my squat, I was sitting in a corner and I, I kind of like pushed the pushed the curtains open slightly and I watched uh, Ben and Sean Rigsby uh, do their snatches. It was pretty awesome. Nice. You talking about they, were, they were going to they were going to the same time. Nice. Ben Clairdad, our friend, ben friend of the podcast. Uh, ben Clairdad. Um, he just did 184 the other day. Sweet. So he did 405 while losing weight. He's a he's a fantastic feller. Um, oh, yeah. So that that's something that I like to see because uh, at the Arnold, and I haven't been to the Arnold in a couple at, of years. At, but at the what? At the Arnie. Excuse oh, me. the Arnie. Okay. At the Arnie, you have a bunch of like fucking strength sports going on at the same time and it's cool because you can go in like the warm-up room of one and see a national warm-up room in one room and then go down the hall and see a national warm-up into the other and i recorded that when we were there uh so it's a it's a cool environment so i like that they're joining they're working these sports together because it's only going to be better for both sports to to help them grow and uh, to get along because there's that old school like animosity between powerlifters and weightlifters and i think that the more they can bust that wall down, the better for each sport. Yeah, man, it was it was really well done. The, uh, especially like the weightlifting side definitely had the nicest equipment because they had brand new Alico everything. Uh, so that was pretty cool. But even the powerlifting side, the, the equipment was all still really nice, uh, except for the fact that someone pointed at the and this always happens to me. Someone was like, I was like, hey, which which uh, rack do we need for the rack They're like, you have to use that one because it's the same as the one on your platform. I said, cool. So. I go out to do my first squat, and the the bar is set up for set up for someone that's like three five. You know, the, <laughs> Stop whining. So Stop I was it. like, ah, that, that's not gonna work. But they were really cool about it, and they were really helpful. And of course, Kathy was there, and uh, Kathy Marksteiner, Justin's, yeah. uh, yeah, she's awesome. She's the so best. she was she was very helpful, and she hooked it up, and we were, I was good after my uh, subsequent attempts. But then my second attempt, so Brent was handling me. And my second attempt, I went up for my squat, and I thought it was me. And you kind of know how I get before my attempts. So I was getting, I was getting real amped up, and I go out there for my second attempt, and it wasn't me. And I was about to get under the bar, and they're like, "Uh, this isn't you." And so I turned <laughs> you're, around. You're all do it now. Just do it. And, it and I, good. I told Brent, I was like, "Hey, man, you gotta like make sure it's me going because I don't know what's going on. Uh, <laughs> so just hold on to me and don't let me go until the bar is loaded for you me." You probably had that serial killer look in your eyes. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So that, then my second attempt fell harder, but it's all right. Got my third attempt. It was max effort. It's fine. How big? Uh, how big relative to the rest of the year in, in USAPL stuff? How big is that meet? I it's I guess it's considered a national meet. It's a I think they use it as a qualifier for the men's nationals, like the the geared stuff. But so I don't know. Gear, I mean, it was gear and raw. Yeah, and I think there were less than ten people the entire weekend that competed in gear. So if awesome. that tells you how much bigger raw lifting has become, yeah, awesome. uh, yeah, there was almost no. They let them. They let them, but there was not a single person in my weight class. That's that's Every, the way that these things need to continue being. Is that when you go to a meet, especially in a national level meet, which for USAPL it should be, because this is like a second step down. This is like the second national meet, the second biggest one for USAW. So for USAPL, that I like that they're doing this because you should go to a meet and it'd be like like a big kind of like a festival or a party. 
and yeah. you see people on a regular basis and you get to know them in, in both sports and you train with them on a regular basis that's how these things need to be and it kind of develops that community so that's that's good shit. oh so what you were saying though like us you know the american open is the second biggest meet for usaw compared to senior nationals and i think that's it seemed like that's what they were trying to do with uh with the american open because you know you could compete at the american open without a qualifying total but you have to now you have to have a qualifying total for raw nationals which i think is really good yeah um, because yeah there were uh I mean, no offense to them, but there were some people at Raw Nationals for a few years that were kind of using it as like a first meet, you know? Yeah. And no, it, was, it wasn't a great experience for them because it's a really big stage and, uh, you know, they're kind of, they're, it's more, they're, it's more nerve wracking than it should be. Yeah. So now there's a qualifying total, you know, they've slimmed down the number of people that are going to be there. So that, that'll be good. I think Raw Nationals will be really good this year. Yes. So it's in Pennsylvania again. Oh, sweet. Yeah. That's a, Maybe. There's a few good little uh, places to eat right around that, and uh, I wasn't lifting, so I went to a bar with a bunch of the uh, other hooligans. That's 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 what I remember most about these meets. I remember doing stuff all day, like handling six plus lifters and being fucking tired of shit, and then uh, going and uh, having a few brewskis with uh, the other rowdy lifters that have already lifted. And I think like you and Chris still had to lift the next day, so you had to go to bed early. What was uh? Yeah, it was the was it Kildares? It was Kildares, the one right next door. We ate there like eight times. Yeah. I don't think I don't think we ate anywhere else. <laughs> and Brett and I walked. Uh, oh man, we walked like five miles to some gym that is kind of like old school and kind of like well known, but kind of forgotten. And I can't remember the guy's name that r- runs it, but he, it's it's kind of like Rip's gym and that it used to have a lot of people rolling through there to train there, and it's just kind of like kind of quiet nowadays. But we went there and. I think I benched uh, 345 there, or 350, one of the two. 345. Five, sorry, excuse me. Um, all right, so your training, you post a lot of your training online, and it's so Instagram. What's your Instagram? Uh, Chrono Strength. And your, and your Twitter is of the same? It is the same thing. So uh, people can follow you training there, and you you uh, regularly post your stuff. So you've you've kind of developed it uh, into a blend of strength training with uh, strongman stuff. So give me an idea. So you, how long you've been doing strongman stuff, uh, just in passing or on a regular basis? How long has that been? A couple of years now? Yeah, uh, just over just over two years. And so I, had, I think I first comp was in uh, October of 2012. And. Uh, you're you're someone that I like how you program strength training and it's it's kind of fits in with a sensible methodology and stuff and so you uh, re- you regularly do consults for 70s big and you're working with people on a regular basis strength training and everything so if you if someone came to you and they kind of had a little bit of experience with strength training and they wanted to get into strongman what's what is what's some of the advice you do like where where would we start equipment or just certain exercises or what yeah, I mean, pretty much uh, every competition, most competitions are gonna have are gonna have an overhead lift. They're gonna have some sort of some sort of carry, probably maybe like a farmer's. Uh, they're gonna have stones. They're gonna have a yoke, and then you start to get into more more of the specialized events that you either need equipment for or that you uh, you can substitute certain things for. Like if you don't have a Conan's wheel, you can lower the yoke and pick up the yoke. Uh, if there's not like a Conan's wheel for a couple hundred miles, because just building that for like your first contest, that would be like, yeah, let's do it. I mean, that'd be a little, that'd be a little much. What if no one so, can do this? 
No one can do this. Uh, yeah, that's that refers to the Rolling Thunder Farmers handles that were ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I couldn't even. Now I can do them, or I could get pretty close to Miles Bennett Dyson. It was one seventy-five per hand Rolling Thunder's Farmers handles, and none of us did it. So, yeah. Anyway, right. anyway. So, yeah, but uh, you know, just kind of when I try to give people uh, an idea of how to get into it. I mean, you're not doing that much. Uh, stuff differently. I mean, you can replace like your overhead press with a replacer. Sometimes you can do like a log or an axle. And then programming in Farmers is really easy because you can do that at the end of a, a end of a training session or you can figure out a different day you want to do it. And then you you know, with a yoke, I've seen people do stuff like chain yokes as a substitute, but I don't know. I think I think yoke is one of the first things you can probably get because you can get uh, if you know a welder, you can do really well for Less than a thousand dollars for sure. I mean, if you know if you know a welder, uh, and then even if you don't know welder, and you go through like Rogue or you go through one of the uh, something like Beast Metals, you can still do. Uh, you can get a lot of the stuff you need for maybe a little over a thousand. Um, I mean, it sounds like a lot, but this stuff is going to last you for. I mean, for a long time. Yeah. Especially if you take care of it. This is, of course, if you can't find a gym locally that has equipment or a friend or a training partner or something that you can train with on the weekends or whatever. Let's okay, so ignoring There's no one near me. There's no one near me. Yeah. That has any, ignoring anything. ignoring so. the necessity for equipment. Okay. What are some things like let's say someone's doing like squat press dead like they're in bench and they're doing that normal shit and they may have done some powerlifting. What are some exercises they need to start doing like immediately? Like do they need to start playing around with push press given that they're going to have to push Oh yeah, overhead? you need to start push pressing and start front squatting. And so front squatting for stones, right? Uh, not only for stones, but like you're you're always loaded in a in a similar manner. Uh, so you a lot of stuff is carried from the front. A lot of stuff you have to, if you're picking up from the ground, you have to front squat it up or lift it, you know, in in a similar manner. Uh, so uh, front squatting definitely helps. Uh, and then, like you said, front squatting definitely helps for stones. Uh, and then push pressing. Because unless you're Eddie Hall, you really don't want to strict press everything. So, yeah, you need to learn to effectively push press. And my suggestion to pretty much everyone is that they learn how to uh, how to rack a barbell, and then you can learn how to rack an axle. Even though a lot of people don't like to do it, or I mean, some people just don't have the shoulder mobility to do it. So, but my suggestion is for long longevity to to learn how to rack a barbell and then learn how to rack an axle. You just mean like a front rack. Yeah, to get it into the front rack, yeah. Because a lot of guys don't even mess around with front squats or cleans or anything, so they miss out on that. So cleans would be something to work on then too, right? The power power cleans? Yeah, I really haven't figured out whether or not the uh, – I'm still kind of trying to play around whether or not the uh, – like a power snatch or a power clean is more effective, but I think – I don't think there's a problem with learning both, especially if you have a good coach. Like uh, Brent is trying to – trying to teach me how to snatch right now uh, and it's working alright, I mean it's working well, he's done a really good job because you know I've gotten better but I'm, it's still really hard to coach me with complex movements so well, just cause, what's that? That'll probably help, I mean are you still going to do uh, Highland game stuff locally? Like when Gant Yeah it? I'll still probably do that but I mean like the, so, power, the power snatch would definitely help uh, with yeah throwing things throwing overhead forward, like, yeah. yeah like a keg toss for sure um, that triple extension yeah so it seems like you got front squat, push press. I mean, would you work in jerks too? Uh, I 
It depends. So if you ha- if you have someone to coach you, I still haven't yet, and I, I'm eventually going to. Uh, but my push press has gone up enough to where I'm almost almost happy with it. Uh, but eventually, yeah, I'd like to learn to uh, to push to push jerk or power jerk the axle, uh, and a lot of people do, and a lot of people do well with it. So that definitely, if you have someone to help you, yeah, I would learn how to jerk the axle for sure. Jerking the log. Uh, some people like it, some people hate it. So you're just going to have to kind of figure out what works better for you. And I think a lot of it has to do with leverages. Yeah, uh, from I, think, what I've seen. I don't know that I would be able to jerk the log because the center of mass is so far forward. Yeah, I mean, like, Kevin Becker is really good at it. He's a really good uh, – he's like 200 pounds and he's ridiculously strong. He's a guy that lives in Texas. He'll get his pro card in the next couple of years. But he can jerk an axle really well. I think he did – he did 280 for three the other day at about at a body weight of like 205. So it's pretty it's pretty awesome. And uh, so in your from what you've seen in strongman, when guys are jerking stuff, are they power jerking or are they split jerking? Uh, mostly power jerking, and then a few people can split jerk it. Kevin can Kevin can split jerk it. So I wonder if uh, if some if someone was coming from a weightlifting background, they could just kind of. Uh, adapt their current technique with a barbell to uh, an axle or a log. Okay, so we got we got putting stuff overhead a different way. So push press definitely uh, front squat. Um, any different types of pulling or like just just keep in regular deadlift training. And I think we lost Mike. And we're back. Okay, so I just asked. Uh, Shit, I was asking. Okay, so what kind of pulling? Like we got, we got push pressing and front squatting. Uh, how should the deadlift training go? Like just continue deadlifting as normal, or kind of sw- like what would you do with pulling? Well, this is my this is my opinion, uh, and I haven't, you know, uh, my goal is to continue uh, doing strongman for le- like I want to get my pro card within five years, uh, and I think if it doesn't happen by the time I'm 35, you know, it's gonna happen. We'll just put it that way. But I'll do it in the next five years. It's just gonna take me some time. Anyway, uh, yeah, because I don't advance slowly, but I'm, you know, slow and steady. That's always been the way I've been. Uh, so, yeah, you know, it's kind of uh, – I'm just kind of trying to figure out what I want to do with deadlift training. Like right now, uh, what I've gotten into is a lot is a top set and then back off sets just to build up my tolerance for volume. Uh, I'm, right now I'm going for – I've got a competition with a 575 deadlift for reps with straps. I'm still not sure I want to uh, – you actually use the straps because a lot of times it'll change my mechanics a little bit, and I'll uh, I'll end up actually having a worse pull with straps. So if my grip is doing well, I'm not going to use them. But anyway, so I'm training for 575 for reps, and like uh, because Tuesday. That, wait, because that's going to be at your at your yeah. Next. That's that's okay. the one in April. Mm-hmm. So right now I'm doing uh, one week. I'll work up to a top set of three and then two back off triples and then next week I'll work up to a top set of five and then two back off sets of five so I'm just keeping it pretty simple like this Tuesday I'm going to do 555 for three 505 for three 455 for three uh, the following week I'm going to do 525 for five 475 for five 425 for five uh, and I'm just going to keep working those numbers up uh, until I get pretty close to the competition and then I'm thinking about going for like uh, I might go for like 645 and next month just because uh, they have 100 pound bumpers or not not 100 pound bumpers but 100 pound plates at the base gym and I'm training on base right now so uh, Yodo right <laughs> are you training because it's cold 
No, no, I have class Tuesday night, so I have, okay. to, I have to train during lunch. But did you catch that Yodo comment? I'm trying to get it to catch on. I did, but uh, I don't know what you said. I hope you didn't say I said Yodo. No, I said Yodo. Yodo, okay. Yeah, uh, you, only, you only die once. I'm on it. <laughs> like when I did the Husafel stone last week, I was like, well, you know, I haven't ever, I haven't done this in a very long time, but Yodo. That's a good idea. Don't worry. Don't worry. Anyway, Everything is under so, control. So, yeah, that's what I'm doing for deadlift training for now. Uh, and I think the smart thing to do and then what I'm going to do in the future is to try to train train the deadlift similar to how you normally would in powerlifting. And then once you start getting close to, like, a, di a contest that has, like, a car deadlift or a, a deadlift from, like, a 15 or 15 or 18 inches, those are pretty standard heights. You know, obviously, 18 inches is pretty high, so you can load up some serious weight and do those. But... I personally don't normally do like 18 inch deadlifts or 15 inch deadlifts just because I'm always trying to get stronger off the floor and that's you know a lot, a lot of competitions have it off the floor so um so basically you would uh you would train general strength and then once you yep. have a meet like cuz here's the thing about strongman that uh some people may not realize is that the events are predetermined sure and, and they sh they could change the day of uh, I personally have never been to one where it changed drastically. Uh, you know, something went from like, I think one time it went from a sandbag to a keg, but that's about the biggest change I've ever had. Is that usually an equipment <clears throat> limitation at the site? Yeah, though, like something will break or something, yeah. Okay. Or, you know, the, sometimes they just change stuff, but you kind of know the promoters, so you kind of know if they change stuff, if they do things like that, and I try to just not go to competitions like that. Um, because in strongman, they've got how many events are there? What's the standard number of events? I would say five. That's some places, ha some have four, some have six, but normally, normally five. So usually, there's a, from what I've read in the past, with the rules, there's like five events, and each each event has a listing of exercises that it could be. So you're you're looking at like a an organized amount of events that it could be and whereas like in CrossFit you're just supposed to be prepared for whatever which is one yeah. of my main one of my main critiques when people are saying that CrossFit is a sport I don't know let's, we're not going to get into this right now but one of the things I see in sport or I see there's a necessity in sport is a standardization uh, for how it's organized and structured so in this case Strongman actually has certain types of events and you'll know what those events are beforehand so all that is kind of a digression, but the point is, is that you'll know what you're training for. So what you're saying is you get to, you know, always maintain your strength training and working on it, and then you can specify a given lift towards what you know is going to be an event. So in this case, you're, you're at least for yeah, at least for for sure for novices, and probably for intermediates. Once you start getting into like, uh, you know, the very elite pro strongman, I mean, they're going to probably go more towards specificity. Uh, like all the you know more often uh, but when you're because they'll still probably try have to a baseline of strength that is ridiculous baseline yeah. strength if you've got a 900 deadlift you know getting you to 920 uh, is probably not going to be as big of a deal as you know pushing your overhead from like 450 to 500 something like that yeah okay you know? all right so, so basically a, a beginner would mm -hmm. uh, they would if they find a meet that's close to them and they're like, okay, I want to do this. It's a few months away. They're yeah. going to want to try and uh, train with the movements that are relevant in that given competition. So typically it's going to include push press and, and front squat. And obviously the specificity of the, of the given movements is important. So how did you start learning to do 
various things like uh, the dumbbell overhead or the or stones like did you learn on the fly or did someone you find someone that yeah I mean uh, I would say most of the events I had to teach myself so like that's why I'm still kind of trying to teach myself how to do a circus dumbbell and it started off really badly but it has gotten much better uh, but like uh, let's see the log I think you know someone watched me do a log once uh, I think the stones same way someone watched me do it once but yeah I've never really had much coaching on anything uh, yoke I kind of just started doing it and I, it should I should put it out there that I've watched a significant amount of strongman on YouTube uh, <laughs> probably an unhealthy amount but you know what I mean really I, I'll look at someone and I'll be like huh I guess I kind of modeled my technique after how after how they did that so do you do kind of you know you put that in your mind and then as you're doing it you're like oh okay like for example I think I learned how to turn the handles away from yourself in the log when you lift it up to have like your elbows in a good position I think I learned that from watching Graham Hicks uh, do log press because he's really good at it and he's really I don't know he's just really good at log and I was like oh okay maybe I'll try this and then I kind of try to I found the uh, the appropriate angle for the log pulling it off the ground and I was like oh this feels really good so. You're but saying, yeah, you're gonna. Need, you're saying that, that he had like external rotation on the lockout overhead. No, I'm saying uh, when you start the log, okay, you're natural. You're inclined to make the handles uh, horizontal with the ground. Okay, so you want to just row oh, it up, and okay. then your your elbows are not really in a good position at that point to clean it. Whereas if you turn them away from yourself. Maybe not quite at a 45 degree angle, but I mean pretty close. So let's say between 30 and 45 degrees away from you, and then you bring, you get it up, you la you got it in your lap. Uh, you're in a really good position to clean it. You know, so and it's going like to depend on leverage. Something like that, yeah. Okay. And then you use you know hip extension to try to get it up there, yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you, if someone is going to do the first strongman competition, I would try to get one. I would try to get a competition that's relatively simple, and by simple I mean um, maybe not one with like a Conan's wheel or a keg toss, something that you're totally unfamiliar with, but something like an axle, if, axle press, if you can find an axle, I mean you can figure that out. Uh, and you can, you know, you can watch videos and you can get, get it together to where if it's light enough you'll be alright. Uh, with a log, I would try to go find someone with a log, because log is kind of... Uh, you know, it feels way different, so I would suggest going to find someone with a log. Um, dumbbell, dumbbell's really hard to do without a dumbbell. Uh, but if you can get a dumbbell handle, you can get pretty freaking close. So that's what I do. Like, I use my dumbbell handle to warm up or my dumbbell handle, you know, for just training a lot of reps, and then I'll actually switch to my actual dumbbell. So uh, what are there any resources that teach people about yeah. strongman oh, yeah, for sure. on the internet? Like, uh, yeah, Kale, oh, Kale Beck has done a really good job of getting helping getting people into Strongman through his website, Starting Strongman, and now he's doing a podcast, and he's got a Facebook, so yeah, for sure, if you want to check out Starting Strongman, that's really, that, yeah, it's a really good resource, so yeah, Kale has done a great job with that. My goal is to, long term, what I want to do is uh, not necessarily develop a program to give other people, but give people an idea of how to develop a program based on what they're good at based on what they're bad at and they can build it from their you know uh, with you know what here's their baseline strength and do they need to work events more do they need to improve their baseline strength more stuff like that cool so okay how many strawman events have you done 
Mm, somewhere, I, th- I think, like, around 10. And uh, Somewhere around 10. So what have you learned, whether it's, like, competition-wise or fucking mental, emotional things or actual, like, te- technical things, what have you learned from doing those competitions? That you're really better, you're better off uh, training specifically for the, you need to bring up your baseline strength, but you need to, you need to train the events. I mean, if you don't train the events, like I did really badly on a, a couple years ago to competition because I, I brought up my overhead a lot, but I wasn't training a lot of axle. I wasn't training a lot of log. I, I was just trying to bring up my overhead, and it, it showed when I, I totally sucked uh, at the overhead medley. So I remember that, yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was like six months after I started, something like that, yeah. All right, so now we're going to – now I want to well, shift – What's up? Do you want to talk about the let's talk about the Arnie real quick, the Arnold Strongman Classic oh, while we're at it. The Arnie, real real fast, then we can diverge. Yeah. Okay, so here are some of my of my opinions on what's going on with the Arnie this year. So I'm not I haven't been there for two years. I'm planning on going next year as long as I can qualify for the powerlifting meet again. But I want to go again because it's awesome to watch. I mean, it's as much fun to compete as it is to watch this. So. They have uh, 10 guys. Let's see, 10 guys. I'm looking at the list right now on strongman.org. You've got Thor, Work, Brent, Mike Burke, Eddie Hall, Mateus, something. Okay. He won the uh, he won the amateur last year, so that's why he got invited this year. Uh, Vital Tislalis, Benedict Magnuson, which is going to be awesome, Zadrunas, and Brian Shaw. Okay, and if you haven't wait, watched Wait, wait, the- wait, wait. Did you oh, say Miles Bennett Dyson? Uh, no, Miles Bennett Dyson. Unfortunately, he's not going to make it this year. Okay. So what about uh? John Kimball. I think he's going to be the announcer. Okay. What about Douglas Quaid? Mm, I'm not sure if he's there or he's on Mars. And the last one? John Connor. Yeah, he'll likely be there. Okay, I'll just check. Yeah. Uh, so if you haven't watched the Rogue video that they did for Mike Burke for Strawman, uh, I don't know. I've watched it like five times. I'll probably watch another like fifty. Uh, but it's 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 awesome because uh, Mike Burke's my favorite star man, so it's a pretty awesome deal. But anyway, so let's go over the events real quick. So the first one is the Hummer Tire Deadlift, and I think you watched. Did you watch that with me, Justin, when we were there? Did you watch the Hummer Tire I watched, Deadlift? Uh, I watched the Deadlift with you. Okay, you did. Okay, so that'll be really good. I mean, the, most of the guys will probably start. I think it starts at high eights, uh, but there'll be a bunch of people going into the low, about the low thousands. <laughs> so it's going to be really cool to see Zadrunas, Shaw, uh, Benedict Magnuson, and Eddie Hall do this. All the big European lifters, right? All the big European lifters. They're going to do some pretty awesome stuff. Both. I don't know if Justin remembers this, but at Europe's Strongest Man last year, Eddie Hall locked it out but dropped it at the top, and then Benedict Magnuson did 1,016. So they both did 1,016 off the floor. I think Eddie Hall. I think yeah, Benedict was wearing a suit. Eddie Hall was not. He was just wearing a straps and a belt. Uh, but the so they're both going to try to go. I would assume low eleven hundreds. I think Jesus. some of them might be. I think Zadrunas, you know, Benedict and uh, Eddie Hall have a shot at like twelve hundred and Shaw, depending on how his training's going, he's probably got a shot at like twelve hundred. So it's going to be really, really good. It's the first event too. I. Think? That's that's hold on. I yeah, I got a question. It's not, so, it's not the first minute. It's the, oh, second. Okay. it's the second day. What's up? So when uh, this might be a little different at the higher level, but when you've got multiple events and and these guys do it on multiple days, yes. do you 
do you go all out on your given event in order or are you going to like leave some in the tank for a given on a given event so that you have more in the tank for another event like how do okay. you okay uh how well, do you think it, these it, guys do it and how would you do it like okay so event? i haven't done a two-day competition <clears throat> yet I, I don't know when i will but eventually i will uh, but if I was looking at, I'll look at it like this. So let's see. But it's so, not even not even a two day. I mean, if you're in the same day, would you? I yeah. Mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, do you do that with your events in in order? Okay, so you're gonna have to. You're gonna know what you're good at, and you're gonna know what you're not good. At. You have to be. You have to. You have to be realistic about these things. <laughs> Quote. Who am I quoting there? Uh, the bloody nine. Logan Nine Fingers. Joe. Logan Adam Nine. Friday. Logan Nine Fingers. Okay, so. Uh. Yeah, you're going to have to cater to your strengths, but at the same time, you, you don't want to kill yourself on something you're not going to do great at. For example, okay, the Austrian Oak, that's the, they're doing it at the end, okay, so let's say they were doing that at the beginning, though. You have a choice between a 379 log and a 441. Uh, some of them, you know, might not be able to do the 441, or might have a chance that they're going to miss it, so... If they're not sure they're going to get it, or if they're pretty sure they're not going to get it, it'd be the smarter choice to go with the 379, get a lot of reps in, and see if you can beat anyone else that has to take the 379 because they couldn't get the other one. So you just you have to be smart about it because if you go, if you go crazy, if you you know if you clean the 441 like three times and you keep barely missing the press. Uh, you're you know you're wasting a lot of energy. When you go to do the 379, it's going to feel a lot harder than it should. Right. So you just need to be smart about it. And you need to go, okay, I'm not going to get the 441. I'm going to start with a 379. And that's what, uh, you know, the best ones, the ones that win, do things like that. That's what that's what Cedrunas does. I mean, he's not the best at every event. He's, you know, he's well-balanced and he's incredible at some events. Uh, but, you know, he's incredible at most of them. But the ones where he knows he's not going to win, he's like, eh, it's all right. I'll win the next event. Right. And he doesn't kill himself. So that's that's what the smartest people do. Okay, so you got uh, what was the first event? Okay, so you got the Hummer tire deadlift. <clears throat> That'll be good. You've got the Austrian Oak, which Zadrunas hit four reps with 440 last year. See ya. See ya. Yeah. So that's going to be tough for anyone to beat. Even Eddie Hall. Uh, Eddie Hall. He strict presses the log, which is insane. But he does that because it apparently it really bothers his knees if he starts to do a push press or a jerk. So he does, he just strict pressed it. So that's, it's going to be hard for anyone to beat four reps with, uh, if, if Zedrunas can duplicate that this year, it's going to be hard for anyone to beat that. Yes. So I would assume that he'd win that event. And then most of the other guys are going to be able to hit that 440. Uh, Benedict did it yesterday. I think Vitatis Laos, if he's healthy, could do it again. Shaw will do it. Let's see. I don't know about the Mateus guy. Eddie Hall will do it. Burke will probably do it again. Okay. And Thor, I don't know if Thor can do it yet. He's probably pretty close because he's still building up his pressing strength. Uh, no I deal. know you probably didn't watch Worlds last year, but Worlds he was insane at Worlds last year. And the only reason he didn't win is because Shaw was one second slower on the, uh, on the stones. If Shaw had been just fa a bit faster, then Zadrunas would have won, which is... Yeah, it was very very tight. <laughs> um, so I don't know if Work Brand can do it either. But anyway, there's gonna be a lot of guys in that. Would you say line. that every second counts? Every second counts. <laughs> every second counts. Yes. Uh, the next no, one is no, the Sear no, dumbbell. No, no, did you no, watch no. the Sear dumbbell at all? It's a 274 pound dumbbell modeled after the one Lewis Sear did. Did you, did you ever see that, Justin? Yeah, that's uh. It's the it's the small it's a. 
It's not as big as a traditional circus dumbbell, but it's very solid. Rogue did an awesome job putting that together. So I think, and I don't know if all those guys, I, I'm not sure all the guys can hit that uh, sear dumbbell because not because last year there were a few people that zeroed that event. So that's going to be real tough, and that's actually the first event. So I don't know that they're going to have to be smart with that. You know, you if you don't hit the first rep and you do, you don't hit the second rep, you probably need to stop. But we'll see what people do. Uh, and then the net, this is the timber carry and the bale toad are the two events, two events that I kind of have a little bit of beef with, and I'll explain why. <laughs> so the timber carry, I know Justin watched that in 2012. Okay, back then it was 880, or at least it was around there because it was 880 last year, uh, and you could not use straps. This year it's up an incline again, as it always is, uh, but you can use straps, and it's 1,100 pounds. So, to me, that adds an, sort of an unnecessary element of danger, if you will. Because uh, if you can't, I mean, if you go off the side, and it, it hasn't happened yet, but, you know, you're strapped in at this point, there's a lot, uh, there's a lot more at risk. I don't know if they've made the platform wider or longer at all, but, you know, adding the straps in there, because normally it's just about grip, right? You know, it's about grip, overall strength, carrying it, but now you... You kind of take the grip out of it a little bit. Well, is this make is it, it last? Is it going to be the last event? <laughs> no, it's the second event. Okay, because they're doing when it before I saw the it, When I saw it, it was the second event. Yeah. And yeah, they, so... they basically just went went all out on no, it. No, no, like... no, no. It was the last event when you saw it because it was a, you watched it the bodybuilding competition. Did I just say that? You said second. Oh, I'm out of my mind. Yeah, it was the last event, and. Yeah. Uh, Derek Poundstone just fucking crushed it. He just like ran up the the incline with some of the other guys had some issues and then Kokleyev couldn't even make it up because his grip strength wasn't where it should have been because he was training for weightlifting all year and kind of just showed up to the Arnold. So, uh, yeah, it'd be... Uh, I'd also be curious to know with that incline... I don't know. Part of me would think that they might have the potential for some sort of strain... But it's yeah. not really like a bicep strain because they're not like leaning backwards. They're going to be kind of leaning forward. So it'd be more of like that external rotator rear part of the shoulder strain. But I don't know. These dudes are huge. I don't know how much of an incline it is. It's not It's not too drastic. And they, it's, it's, it's actually, it's, I don't know. I looked at it again today. I watched the video and it's, it's going to be interesting, man. I think that 1100 is going to be real hard for some people because even Thor, Thor didn't look that he looked good, but he didn't look that comfortable with it, and he's he's strong as hell. So, yeah. and the last event is the one that I think sucks, uh, and I, I say it sucks because it's a yoke, and yeah, it's a starting weight of thirteen hundred pounds, okay, uh, and the next bump up is fifteen hundred, but it's for thirteen feet, okay. So, I don't know why they don't bring the manhood stone back. Uh, because I love watching Atlas Stones, especially that that manhood, manhood stone is. I can't remember if it's five forty or it used to be five thirty. I think it's five forty. By manhood, you just mean like it's a big fucking stone. Yeah, they just call it the manhood stone. And it's the yeah. is it in a medley? Like it's the final stone? No, no, they they normally do it. Uh, that's the one Poundstone tore his bicep on in two thousand thirteen. Uh, it's it's it was pretty early in the competition. I think uh, at least that year it was. And then Shaw hit that for three refs. That's real fun to watch to me. The bale tote, you're, you're pretty much getting into, like, yeah, it's really heavy, 
but it's only 13 feet. And to me, it's just, it's not fun to watch. Like, I watched the video, I was like, cool, okay. Uh, this is ridiculously heavy, and they move it a few feet. Yay. You know, so, I don't know, that's just my opinion. But thir- a 13-foot yoke is just not fun to watch. And it's also 1,500 pounds. I mean, I don't know, that's, it's a bit dangerous, I think. I, I get it, it's the heaviest competition of the year. I get it, but I also want to see these guys at World's Strongest Man, you know what I mean? Where it's not going to go over much over 1,000. Um. So basically, stones would be more. Yeah, stones are pretty much more. Anything where you're kind of on a clock, especially at the end of your uh, overall competition, like the last yeah. event. Anything when you're on a clock would be pretty entertaining. But if they're just walking 13 feet for completion, even though it's hard as shit, it's probably yeah. gonna be as. Yeah, the the order of events this year is tough too, because they're doing the dumbbell, then they're doing the carry, the timber carry. The next day they start with a deadlift. And then they do the bail toad in the afternoon. And then they finish with the log press on the last day. And to me, I think that's, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I think that's going to make a, it's going to make it a lot harder. Uh, I'm pretty sure the same guys will be getting the log, but I think it's going to be, we, there might not be as many reps happening. You know, because that's at the end, two events in the morning and then the log in the, in the evening. I mean, they're going to be pretty smoked at that point. Yeah, and it's that potential to the 440. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay. Let's. Uh, what, what were you uh, vectoring towards there, Justin? Well, the uh, we were just talking about it before we started recording, and how Klokov uh, was signed for Grid. Grid. The National Pro Grid League. Yeah, which is uh, this uh, competitive. Okay, essentially CrossFit in a uh, more structured competitive environment that uh, is more of a team thing and it's made for tv and it's uh when i when i watch a video of it it kind of reminds me of american gladiators almost how they have it structured which is good because it's much more spectator friendly than just watching a single athlete do 30 fucking ghd sit-ups and then do handstands and you're like really this is on this is on national tv uh so it's it's got like a split screen and it shows uh it shows an av- like an athlete. It shows like one of the competitors from each team, and they're switching off. Like it's male and female. It's co-ed. So I don't know. It looks. It's not something that I'm gonna like get into and be all about. But it's certainly gonna be more entertaining than what a normal CrossFit competition is. Because every time I see a CrossFit competition, I've seen them in the states. I've seen them in Australia. It's just watching people like just. I don't know. Suffer and huff and puff through a workout. I'm like, okay, this isn't that entertaining to me. I do this yeah. on a regular basis, and uh, but seeing someone hit an event, r- do a certain like lift or something real quick, and then it's kind of like a race. It, it'll definitely be more engaging. But the fact that Klokov was signed to one of the teams, I find very amusing. Uh, I guess he's done with weightlifting. First off, <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. I, I think he still has an opportunity to go to uh, to go to Rio, or may, might still have an opportunity. I don't think he's going to be done. With competitive weightlifting until after Rio is, I mean, that's out of his, you know, reach. I think, and from what I've read, he uh, maybe he's just gonna do it like kind of in his off season type stuff. But I just I found it amusing. So we got Klokov, a world class weightlifter who is very strong, yeah. who can do certain events, and then we see uh, a thing that Willis McGahee is gonna try his hand at it. And Willis McGahee was a running back that went to Miami, and then he went to the NFL. He played for the Ravens. Uh, I think the Bills and then the Ravens. 
and he's like 35 or so, and he uh, it said he could he did like a a double on clean and jerk at like 345, which isn't too shabby. He's probably weighing like anywhere from two to 220 pounds. So this grid thing is attracting the eye of uh, of like athletes who are kind of done or putting their primary sport on pause, which I find interesting. I wonder how many other athletes are going to get involved in it. Because you watch these videos, and uh, these the chicks that are involved look stacked. Like they they all look like former athletes. It's like <laughs> I always think about that community college baseball dropouts or whatever. But like these athletes are getting in a grid, and it's I don't know. Like I don't rem I remember seeing anything about it like last year's championship or whatever. Because I'm seeing videos on their website, but. I think it's interesting that these NFL players and weightlifters are getting involved in it, and uh, Tony Budding is doing a good job of trying to garner enough media coverage and stuff to swell this idea. But um, have you watched any of this stuff? No, I, I watched uh, off do that thruster, but that's about all I watched. Yeah, so I mean, something like someone like Willis McGahee would definitely. I, if it t timed up well and I didn't have to put a lot of effort into it, I would probably watch something that, that he's competing in just to see what an NFL, a former NFL guy would do. And I'd probably watch Klokov, even though um, I'm kind of a Klokov hipster lover. Like, I liked him before everybody else did, so I kind of don't like him as much now. <laughs> but grid, grid seems weird, but it seems kind of cool. Not cool, but, like, it seems... It seems more entertaining than CrossFit normally is, and so that's yeah. doing, that's doing something. Uh, what else you got? You got anything else? Yeah. Uh, what else do I have? I don't know, man. I'm just. Uh... When's your yeah, competition? When's your, when's your competition? April fourth. And uh, April 4th. when's uh? You know when Chris's next one is? I don't think he's doing one till Raw Nationals. Okay. Um, what about Brent? Oh, or, or Nats. Uh, Brent is going to try to do a qualifier to get to uh, USAW Senior Nationals, and I think he, he just needs to have a good meet, and he'll uh, he'll be able to do that. So that'd be that'd be fun. And well, then, wait, hold on. Nationals, yeah, Nationals is in, is in Dallas this year, so that'd be Dallas. super that'd be super convenient for Brent, and I would definitely go down there and uh, support him. And. Uh... AC is kind of, uh, I think he's in kind of like a deload phase right now. Um, I think he's yeah, got... he's just trying to pick up his own training, you know, training other people. So he's trying to focus on that. Yeah, and he's he's been high barn actually a little bit, and uh, he's always talked about wanting to play around with weightlifting. So AC's just really strong and really exp explosive and athletic. So whatever he does, he'll do it well. He and... was in the one one eighty one kilo class. Oh, let me your opinion. And uh, I'm just, uh, I don't get much time to train, and I'm beat down quite a bit from uh, work, so it's just, uh, just keep on keeping on. But, Still look uh, good, though, that's what matters. Not, a, not as much. It would be nice to train and sleep well again. So, uh, well, that's all I got, Mike. You got anything else? What I meant uh, was... The only th other thing I got, man, is that we're kind of... Kind of in a lull. We had a lot of consultation. We did a lot of consultations in the last two months of the year, but we haven't really, haven't really had many uh, in the last month. So, if you guys want to do a consultation, what's the email, Justin? Oh, you can go on the website. It's on the top of the page. It's I don't even. Jeez. <laughs> I don't even know what it it's is like right now. Hold on. 
It's like seventies big consultations at GMU at Gmail, yeah. So uh, if you want, if you're interested in someone directing your programming, Mike is uh, one of the chief guys that does that. AC and Brent and Chris all do them as well occasionally, but Mike's the primary guy. Uh, very, very good programming. Uh, I like, I like everything he does, and uh, I'm working on a book right now. It's uh, an upper body focused uh, linear progression slash kind of intermediate training program. Uh, so I don't know when I'm going to finish that. It's just when I have the time. But uh, that's kind of what's going on here. So if you're interested in any of those things, shoot us an email. You can always reach us on uh, Twitter. Your Mike is at Chrono Strength. Uh, I am at 70s Big on Twitter. And then uh, on the fan page, we both run that. Primarily, Mike is running that. And I respond kind of around PR Friday time. So you can don't reach us. about Ali. What's that? Alicia's also helping out with that. Yeah. Ali. And, uh, the, it's a... Uh, Oh, where is it? It's uh my wife is uh, helping. So uh, my wife, not your wife. My wife. Yeah. So and then, very good. Consider that a divorce. <laughs> mm. Allie and I watched uh, Total Recall uh, like a month ago. So did I. I watched it like a month ago. Yeah, because it's on Netflix, right? Yes. And, yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. She uh, was kind of reticent to do so because. I've always kind of joked around about watching Predator, and we never have gotten around to it because she thinks it's just gonna suck. But we're oh. watching, we're watching Total Recall, and she actually laughed at it like we would at some of the absurdities, like, uh, like the stuff, just the violence and how they. It's just no regard for life at certain points. They're just shooting, and they're just shooting into you know, a group of civilians and stuff. And she like openly laughs at it, so she gets it, and that's Dude, why Predator Predator holds up really well. Yeah, we're going to watch it. Awesome. It's just we I've been meaning to cuz I know that if she sits down and watches it she's going to say like yeah, it's that's that's not as bad as I thought it'd be cuz you imagine I don't know from like a female perspective you imagine these old Arnold movies to just be absurd, which I guess they kind of they can be, but some of them are not that bad. Like Commando is kind of silly, like ripping the car yeah. door off and driving that Humvee down the hill, which is awesome and hilarious, but she uh definitely uh she actually got into Total Recall, so I was really pleased. I married the right one. It was good. I'm looking on the. Uh, I'm trying to look on the Arnold board right now for him yelling Mac. Is it on here? Oh, we're, we've got this Arnold soundboard open, and there are. It's real. It's too much. It's too much stuff, actually. Now there's what? Oh, here's Aliens. Max. What's the matter? No, but I don't Why see not? Mac. Why? Why? So why am I still uh, anyway, alive? The, the, the consultation email is 70sbigconsult at gmail.com. Why do you cry? Possibly, just 70sbigconsult. Very yeah. good. Yeah. All right, so we'll do this again uh, sometime in the next 10 years. Uh, eventually, it'll become regularly. And I'll probably put these on YouTube since Mike keeps uh, hassling me about that. So they'll be a little more accessible. But... Uh, <sighs> That's all I got, Mike. Uh, farewell to you. We'll see you again next time. All right, talk to you in a little bit. Later. See ya.